Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Compulsive Reader Talks. I'm Magdalena Ball and today's guest is Sue Collier, co-author of The Complete Guide to Self-Publishing. Sue, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, before we begin chatting, um, can I ask you to just read us a little bit from The Complete Guide to Self-Publishing? I would be happy to. Um, I'm going to read just from the very beginning, your portal to self-publishing, enter here. Are you the type of person who wants to be behind the wheel rather than just along for the ride? Then you have the right stuff, the stuff self-publishers are made of. Piloting a plane is much like driving a car, except that in flying, the operator's sights are set higher. So why don't you step into the cockpit, get your publication airborne, and pilot your work to success? The feeling is exhilarating, the rewards are great, and it's a lot simpler than it may seem. Not easy, mind you, but simple. Of course, as everyone who has gone before can tell you, the ride can sometimes get bumpy. Self-publishing, like flying, offers exciting highs and some worrisome bumps, the pleasures and pitfalls of the trade. But in this book, we examine the big picture in small publishing. The rewards of do-it-yourself publishing. Self-publishing offers the potential for huge profits. No longer do you have to be satisfied with the meager 5 to 15% royalty that commercial publishers dole out. For those who use creativity, persistence, and sound business sense, money is there to be made. Self-publishing can be the road to independence. What motivates entrepreneurs to launch their own businesses? Most want to be their own bosses. More personal freedom was the second most important reason. Some do it out of necessity during tough economic times, but most people dream of becoming self-employed. You can turn that dream into a reality. Here is a dynamic, proven way to shape your own destiny. It's an answer not only for city folks, but for urban escapees seeking to prosper in paradise. Becoming a self-publisher also provides a helpful tax shelter. After forming your own company and meeting certain requirements, you can write out a portion of your home and deduct some expenses. Another advantage is that you can begin your business on a part-time basis while keeping your day job. In self-publishing, you guide every step. You'll have the cover you like, the typeface you choose, the title you want, the ads you decide to place. Your decision is final. Nothing is left in the hands of an editor or publicist who has dozens or hundreds of other books to worry about. You maintain absolute control over your own book. Along with this advantage, however, comes the fact that you also get stuck doing everything. So how's that for a bit of an intro? <laughs> That's an excellent intro. Thank you. I think you cover uh, quite a lot about um, what, what the book the scope of what the book is um, is about, too, in that. Yeah, yeah, and scope is really it because it's, it's a large book, um, and it basically it just really does cover every step, every small little detail that you need to know about in order to self-publish. So tell me how you came to be involved with the revision of this book and, you know, with, with Marilyn. Well, um, you know, I started my career um, on the trade side of publishing, and I was – um, working in the early 90s, I was working for a trade publisher here in the Denver area called Fulcrum Books. And in 96, I decided to go off on my own and freelance. And I was primarily focusing on freelance editing at that time. And I met Marilyn. Um, Marilyn Ross I had a company um, in the mountains of Colorado. And we connected. And I started doing some freelance work for her. And over the years, um, a friendship grew, um, a very... Um, you know, a very good, for me at least, um, business relationship also that I've learned so much from her. She, she really is one of the gurus 
um, of self-publishing from way back when, when the, the term first even came into use. And so I started, you know, freelancing for her, working with her. Eventually, we, we were in business together, um, running a company called Self-Publishing Resources, and we decided to do the revision of the book. Her former co-author was her husband, Tom Ross, and he passed away several years ago. And it seemed like I was a natural person to, to step in and do the, um, do the updates and the revisions for her. Uh, she's semi-retired now, and I'm much more active in um, the publishing scene today. Um, I'm blogging, I'm active in social media, and although she definitely gave me an excellent foundation, um, I'm the one really who's kind of got their, you know, her finger on the pulse of what's going on now. So, uh, again, having me do the revisions and the updates to the book just seemed natural. And it must have been such a quantum leap, really, um, from when the book was first written. And, and you know, I guess it, it really is a seminal pioneering book when it first came out. But the, the quantum leap between then and now, not only in terms of technology, but just in terms of the culture change around self-publishing, is just massive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have, a, I have a copy of the original edition. This is the fifth edition that we um, put out last summer. Um, I have a, an original copy of the old edition, and it's 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 hilarious, really. I mean, <laughs> just the the way technology has changed, and it's just it's you know it could be it could have been something written, written centuries ago. Honestly, things have just changed so much. The attitudes towards self-publishing have changed so much. Um, even from just the fourth edition to the fifth edition, um, you know, in in deleting a lot of the old material, I'm mean, just really struck in 10 years how how much really changed. I think, um, you know, as both author and reader, it seems to strike me that um, not only in the last 10 years has there been change, but this is the year. <laughs> this, is, this is a year when everything is changing almost suddenly after many, many years of tools and, um, you know, capabilities being out there that suddenly this has become mainstream. Do, do you see that? And why do you think that is? Absolutely, I see that. I mean, when you have a you know marketing guru like Seth Godin saying, you know what, I'm not going to traditionally publish anymore. I'm going to self-publish my own stuff. Um, you really know you've got a sea change on your hands. I mean, that that is just the reality of it. And the reason is because it's just become accessible for people. And the majority of authors, I would say, successful authors, are doing a lot of their promotions online. And that's a pretty level playing field. Everybody can get online. Everybody can build their platform that way. And, you know, we may not have as many followers as Seth Godin, but we still have a lot of opportunity out there. And so I think that it's just that the opportunity has really come into play where authors really have so much chance to get the word out, to promote themselves. And, you know, they don't have to do it by necessarily hiring an expensive PR firm. They can just build their own platform online steadily, month by month. Um, and so it's just, I think that's probably the main reason is just the accessibility today. Sure. And yet publishing is not an easy industry to, to make money in. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And I can, I can tell you that from way back when I was in the trade side of things, that it, it is a tough industry. And most people who are involved in it um, are just very passionate about books. And, um, you know, they do, they do a lot of it for love rather than money. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, I mean, one of the things that struck me about the, the Complete Guide, and certainly you touch on this right away in the introduction you read, um, was how much of it was about the business side of publishing. Do you think that um, a lot of authors become self-publishers to get their own books in print without actually um, thinking, you know, hey, I'm starting a proper full-fledged business here. I need a business plan. I need, you know, I need to really understand the market in this 
business? I think they do, and I think that's unfortunate because it really it is a business, and it does need to be treated as such. Um, you should have a business plan. You, you really need to have a, you know map out what your goals are um, with with publishing your book. Um, and I think that there's sort of a, a you know a, a look before you leap type of mentality that is missed by a lot of authors, and they're they're leaping well before they look down the road to see what they're getting themselves into. And I find that this is the case with authors who um, stumble into vanity press situations and think they can quickly get their message out there, and then they realize they've really not self-published. They've gone with a subsidy press, pay to publish, and you know they end up kind of you know cutting off their nose to spite their face. I guess before they even get going, they're, they've kind of set themselves up for failure. So I really do think that people need to treat it as a business. It's, some, it's, some, it's a topic I blog about quite a bit because it's, it's a very important aspect of publishing. And that is one reason why self-publishing may not be right for everybody. I mean, just because you can't get picked up by a traditional publisher, that, that shouldn't be your only reason for self-publishing. You really have to want to get into this as a business because that's what it is. Mm. And and there are a lot of elements, too, um, even beyond the business sense in terms of in each individual book requiring you know, tremendous amount of editing and thought and, and so forth. Do you, do you think particularly as self-publishing becomes cheaper and cheaper um, and with e-books becoming more and more mainstream that, um, you know, some authors may be tempted to put their drafts out there rather than actually, um, you know, work on the book until it's it's polished to the standard that um, a traditionally published book might be polished? Um, unfortunately, yes. Um, I see it way too many times. And, you know, there still is a stigma attached to self-publishing. There, it's, it's lessening as time goes on, as more and more authors realize that, yes, it's a business, and they must put out top-quality work in order to be taken seriously. But there are authors who don't. They get excited. They think they don't need that other edit, that you know, additional edit. They don't necessarily need a professional cover design. Um, and they put their work out, and, you know, it looks amateurish. And if they get reviews, they're not good reviews. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really a problem for, for a lot of authors. You know, they get excited. It's really easy to just upload your book to Kindle. Um, but there are steps that need to be taken in order to, you know, just preserve your own reputation. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that's that's why, you know, taking the whole notion of self-publishing seriously and not simply saying it's a fast track to getting a book out there because it's not necessarily a fast track at all. No, I mean, it really isn't. And I think authors who've done it successfully and have made money uh, it, it will be the first ones to tell you that that it you know it's definitely not an easy road, not for everybody. But if you you know if you get into it for the right reasons and you've got a good product and you are willing to get out there and do the work on building your author platform, it can be immensely rewarding. Yes, and I suppose one of the key things is that immediacy of contact with readers, and I think that's what Seth Godin talks about. You know that. Um, I can I can instantly interact with my readers. I know what they want. I know who they are, and I can you know I can contact them in that way. The same with Al Gore, who's you know recently um, self-published as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it, you know technology has just changed. It just changed everything. So talk to me a little bit about your company, self-publishing resources. Okay. Uh, well, what we do is we work with authors who are self-publishing, and we provide all the services that are needed to do so. Um, the author, of course, maintains control, but we handle you know, obtaining the necessary numbers, the ISBN, the LCCN. You can handle the editing, the book 
interior, uh, interior and exterior design of the book. Um, we can help make printing decisions, whether offset is the, is the way to go or whether POD or ebook. Um, we can help with all of those things. And then beyond that, we do help with marketing and promotions too. Um, and then I also am an hour, a consultant and I work on an hourly basis with authors too. I sometimes have just got people who just need a couple hours of my expertise to, you know, to help them make sure they are making the right kind of decision and that kind of thing. It's, it can be a lonely road out there when you're self-publishing, especially if, if you're a first-time author doing it. And so sometimes it's just nice to have someone you can call to bounce ideas off of, you know, ask questions of, and that kind of thing. So we're kind of a one-stop shop for self-publishing authors, uh, basically. Fantastic. And, and have you seen your clientele change and grow over the years? Yeah, I, I have. Um, I, I'm getting. I, I feel like I'm getting a lot more um, educated clients. And I'm not talking university education. I'm talking about people who um, have been learning about self-publishing. They've been reading about it. They've been, you know, gathering information about it before they even come to me. I mean, two or three years ago, even, um, I, I just was getting a, a very different caliber of clients. And a lot of times projects did not go into fruition. And it seems like now when I get a call from people, they've done their homework and they know what they need and know what they want. They want a top quality product. That's going to, you know, if, if it's on the bookstore shelf, it's going to look just as good as anything published by a New York publisher. So um, I think people are, are gleaning the information. There's just a, an enormous amount of information out there about self-publishing. And I think people are really, um, they're, they're educating themselves before they take the step, at least, at least the people that I've been in contact with. So it's, it's nice to see that because it's something that I, um, you know, I'm blogging all the time trying to educate people so they, they go the correct route and know what, what some of the pitfalls are. So it's nice to see that people are out there, um, you know, taking in, in the information and it's, it's, it's a very, it's just, uh, it's making for a lot more successful pro projects too because authors are, are so informed before, beforehand. Yes, for sure. And um, I suppose with such a steep learning curve, and once you've actually gone to all of that um, length and, and educated yourself so much, do you find that sometimes authors are then starting to say, well, you know, now that I know about it, maybe I'll start to go to the next level and actually publish some others. I'm incorporated. I, you know, I've got a business. I've made some money on my book. Maybe I can make some money adding additional books. Absolutely. I do see that. Um, and, I, and I get clients in who are doing their first book, and so they, they work with us for the process to learn about it. And then later on, I know at least, of, at least one client recently who has also signed on another book now by another author. So, you know, they've really... Okay, we should be okay. You're still there, aren't you? I'm still here, yep. Great. Okay, looks like we're back in. Okay. All right, yeah, sorry absolutely. about that. We just did a very brief glitch. Now, um, what did I ask you about? Seth Godin and uh, the paradigm of writing, and what hasn't changed? Um, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't think necessarily the writing process has changed. I think that the way people are getting feedback on their writing has really changed a lot. Um, it used to be you'd write a manuscript and you'd maybe send it to an agent or a publisher or something and maybe get some feedback. Um, I think now you can instantly touch base with your audience and get, get feedback much more quickly. So I think the process is just become more, more, you know, can, can be done more quickly now, I think. I'm not necessarily sure if, if the writing itself has changed, the process itself has changed, but and definitely a different way, though, in getting, you know, getting feedback and comments. 
Yes, and I suppose for, for Godin, he's a marketer and his books are, you know, tend to focus around marketing. And that's a different story to, say, somebody writing fiction. And I suppose a good novel is a good novel, and that hasn't changed since, you know, since the 19th century or even earlier. Um, yeah. Good words are good words. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And I, 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 just, I was kind of just thinking of my own writing, and I don't think I've changed really at all in the, in the, way, I, the way I do it. Um, you know, I I don't necessarily even always want that instant feedback necessarily. I mean, I kind of protect my stuff a little bit until I feel, you know, feel pretty good about it. So um, I'm not necessarily sure that that's changing, but, you know, for, for some people, you know, perhaps it is. I feel like I'm more of a writer's writer, um, and maybe someone like Seth Godin, who is more of a marketer, might might, might look at that differently. Yes. Um, that's uh, That's a good point. Um, now, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the increasing importance of social media, not just in your book, because that's probably one of the key things that's changed over the years. But, um, you know, in other interviews and in the whole notion of, you know, why we need to incorporate that into the process of promoting. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get a lot of resistance from authors about social media. And the main reason... I tell them the main reason you need to be in social media is because that's where the people are. Um, people are using social media to make buying decisions today. And you really, authors can't afford to, to miss out. And it's just, it's such an easy way to make so many connections with people. And it can be such a rewarding thing, the connections that you can make. You have access to people that you would have never had access to five years ago. Um, I, I know in my, and I just use my own, my own business as an example. You know, I got involved in social media probably about two years ago, very, pretty actively. And I, I got into it for the long haul, which is something else that I always tell my authors, you have to get into it for the long haul. And I am just amazed at what it all, what it all has done for me. So it's just not something that you can afford to, to, to not, not really participate in. And I, I suppose often it's individuals who do better at social networking than large corporations because they, they're comfortable with that one-on-one contact. Do you, do you feel that sites like Facebook and Twitter have actually um, been significant impacts in leveling that publishing playing field? Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. Um, and something else that I point out to authors, too, is that you know a lot of writers tend to be a little bit more introverted than other people. And... Social media is just a perfect platform for, for people who are a little bit more introverted. If the idea of, you know, standing around at a, at a, you know, at a business mixer with 100 people makes you, you know, cringe, and you can do the same thing virtually online, and it's just much more comfortable. And especially for people who write, uh, you know, typing in responses um, can be, you know, easier than, than speaking face-to-face sometimes. So, I, I think that is another thing for authors to think about as well. And, and you do not need to, you know, spend hours and hours a day. That's another thing that authors think is that they have to spend, you know, tons and tons of time um, you know, away from their writing to, in order to, to be successful with social media. You really can manage it and, you know, do it in a very, fairly short amount of time every day. Yes, without the traveling time as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, I suppose the other thing that it's done, and in both social media, the internet in general, and, and you know, technology tools like Skype, um, they have, you, you use the word, I, I liked it so much I committed it to memory, um, prosper in paradise. Sure. <laughs> changed, 
changed. You know, you don't have to live in New York City to be able to publish successfully anymore. It's kind of um, changed the world in such a way that you can kind of be anywhere. Oh, it can be absolutely you can be anywhere. Um, I am actually expecting tomorrow evening with a potential client who is has settled into the Philippines and he's writing and the cost of living is is very cheap there and he's going to self-publish. He's got several titles planned and you know, that's part of his dream is to live there and you know make a career as a writer and it's you know he wouldn't have been able to do this 15 years ago at least not not with probably a whole lot of success yes and uh, tell me a little bit about and i won't ask you to tell me what you're doing specifically specifically for him but i think it's a great case study um what kinds of services would you do for a person like that what, what would he come to you for um well, most people will come to us for a full package. I, I call it a full package deal. And basically, we help them get everything set up. We'll um, help them decide on a publishing company name. And we'll make sure that's not being used by anybody else. We'll go through the process, the application process of you know, signing them up with Bowker to get their ISBN to handle the LCCN. Generally, we, take, we do manuscript editing. I like, to, I like to do an evaluation of the manuscript before the editing takes place. Um, often that'll save a lot of time on the editing if I can alert the author to potential errors and problems and issues that that he could you know he or she could fix before we even get started with the editing. Um, you know, then we go on to determining a cover design usually, and then at that time also, if the author doesn't have a website or a blog, we'll we'll get them um, started with that as well. Um, you know, then the process moves along into the interior design. Um, we have a proofreader look at at the at the pages after they're set and typed. And then we go ahead and decide what we're going to do for as far as printing. Usually we, usually we know by this time whether we're going to go offset or POD. Most of our clients are finding that print on demand works best for them. Um, something else that a lot of authors don't realize is that they can go directly to Lightning Source as, as their own publisher. They don't need um, one of the POD self-publishing services to do that. They can go directly to Lightning Source. So we'll set up clients with an account at Lightning Source and um, you know, get their books ready for ready for print. And if we're doing an ebook, we'll we'll take care of that at that time too, and we'll get the files you know converted and, and whatever else needs to be done. And generally, without after that, a lot of times we we will also assist with marketing and promoting. Wow. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a very big scope. Yeah. There's a lot of detail involved, and in hiring a firm like mine, and there are other really good ones out there too. Um, hiring a firm like mine, it just really takes the headaches off the shoulders of the author, but they still get to decide what that cover going to look like. They make final decisions on the editing. So the product that they come up with is really, truly them, but it's done a lot more seamlessly than if they try to pull all these elements together themselves if they're inexperienced. And presumably you are training them as well through that whole process so that that you know might not be a bad thing to do for your very first book and then the next time you might be a little bit more capable of doing more yourself exactly yeah that does that does happen a lot of times um they might just come back to us for the editing and um and maybe they you know they're going to handle some of the other things themselves so that that definitely is the case although on the other hand too i do have clients who go through it once and they they don't want to do it themselves at all <laughs> so they have us in their second and third books as well so yeah and, and I suppose, and, and, you know, this goes a little bit back to um, the whole Amanda Hawking um, bidding war uh, move away from self-publishing. And, you know, sometimes I guess an author has to accept, too, that this is not necessarily, you know, they're not publishers, that they are writers and that's what they want to focus their attention on. And that's a, a valid choice. 
absolutely. It, it completely is. And I think if you recognize that in yourself, that's a good thing. Yeah. And and I suppose a service like yours means that you don't necessarily have to go the traditional route. You can still be a self-publisher without necessarily doing everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, editing. <laughs> It's it. We've talked about it a little bit. I'll just talk about it briefly one more time because it's so important, I think, with self-publishing maybe more important than than anything else, um, this notion of having to polish that book up and make it really professional. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my roots are um, as an editor. Um, I started out my career as an editor for a medical association of all places, and I can't tell you how critical it is to when you're getting, if you're going to pass that book out for review, you want to make sure you come across in the best light possible. And, you know, Marilyn and I are, my co-author Marilyn and I are both writers, and I'm an editor, and we still had editors who, who went through the complete guide to self-publishing after us, because you really cannot edit your own material. I mean, how many people have, you know, how many times have you sent out an email and then to get a reply to it, and you read over your email thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I sent that out because you just didn't even see the error that was in there. And really, we're talking about a manuscript here. You're, you're just not going to see the errors. You're not going to see organizational issues um, like an editor is. Yes. So we're nearly out of time. Um, but uh, tell me, what other big projects, or it sounds to me like you're, you're pretty busy with uh, with um, managing the whole scope of uh author's work with the company, but what other big projects or project wish lists are in the future? Is there another book in the horizon? Yeah, actually, we are currently working on Jumpstart Your Book Sales. That will be the second edition of that book. Um, that I'm hoping to have that out this fall. And that, we've been very busy with client and project work, which has been just wonderful. I've got a great team working with me, so we can always handle the work. Um, and I'm hope, hoping to do a novel at some point in my life. So uh, we'll see about that. We'll put that one on the back burner for now. That's kind of kind of covering there. Fantastic. And it sounds to me like jumpstart your book sales goes to the next level. Then that that is after you've got the book out, how do you actually um, get people buying it? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And the original edition was awesome, but of course times have changed, and so we've got lots of updates we're going to do. And there'll be a whole lot of talk in there on, about online marketing and social media and that kind of thing. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sue. Thank you so much for having me, Maggie. And don't forget to join us next time when we interview Chad Hortman, author of Magic and Grace. And we'll see you then. Thanks very much.